So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret number 238. People-pleasing men are great. Then they suck. Linda had always been an overgiver in relationships. She had dated a lot of narcissists. Her ex-husband was a narcissist. And now as she got back into the dating market, in her early 50s and with two teenage girls, she was determined to do it differently. When we began working together, we knew she wanted to change her pattern. She attracted a guy fairly quickly, and she was very excited that he seemed like the complete opposite. Of course, I already knew that there was a lesson she was going to learn, because this was a full-service guy. He was the nicest guy in the world. Beware of extremes like this. He was so willing to come over at any time, spend time with her, compliment her, pay attention to her, make her dinner, give her massages, fix things that were broken in the house. He was the, the white knight she had never experienced. Being an overgiver herself, God, it felt so good to receive. But quite often when we're starved for something, we can overeat it when we finally get it. She was so starved for receiving that she had a blind spot. She didn't realize that she had attracted an overgiver herself and she was overtaking from him. It's pretty normal that we can often overcompensate to the opposite side of what we've experienced. And sometimes we even need to in order to learn our lesson, find that healthy balance somewhere in the middle. There's nothing wrong with giving and there's nothing wrong, wrong with receiving. But if we are at the extreme of giving, we'll neglect our own needs. If we're at the extreme of receiving, then our partner may be neglecting their needs. So we immediately got to work on helping her become very aware of the part of her that was kind of compulsively into over-receiving from this guy. And she was trying to tap the brakes. Times when he was willing to drive 45 minutes each way just to fix a loose doorknob that was bothering her. Times when he had come back from a long business trip and was exhausted and in a different time zone and forced himself to drive over anyway to see her immediately instead of getting a good night's rest and then coming over in the morning. Times when he would put his needs aside over and over again in order to see her, in order to meet his own need, to, to know that he was being good enough for her. You see, people pleasers are usually coming from that place. Who do I need to be for you to want me, to love me? I know I need to overdo, overgive value all the time. The thing is, that gets old. I mean, if you've been an overgiver in a relationship, you know that over time, we just can't sustain putting our needs last. So what began to happen 
as we coached her through why it was happening and making change around the meaning she was giving it was when he would pull away or try to disappear. It was because he was un unable, incapable of saying no to his family, to his friends, to his coworkers, to her, and he would hit a wall. He would get so depleted because he had neglected his body, his sleep, his exercise, taking care of maintaining his home. It's just so many things for him that he didn't do. And she was trying to step back and give him the space to, to start doing those. But his own compulsion to overgive made that hard for him. The other thing that happens after a few months is they can start to blame you. That same overgiver will resent the person. Oh, there's no way to make you happy. God, I, everything I do for you and still. That's their story that they showed up with, that old martyr story of I give and I give and I give and look what it gets me. That's all his stuff that he showed up with as an overgiver who had not done healing work or even admitted to himself that he was a people pleaser. But as her and I continued doing the work and she was stepping back more and more to a healthy boundary, a sweet spot of receiving and giving, saying, you know what? I know my needs. I'm getting them mad. I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need you to show up in, in this way or do this, especially if it's not good for you. I can't enjoy you coming to make me dinner when I know you're, you're burnt out from a 14-hour day. If you want to stop by, I'll make you dinner. Or if you want to pick up something on the way here. Or, or maybe we see each other tomorrow and you get some rest. She didn't go fully into codependency of trying to take care of his needs. But she also didn't allow him to treat her that way. She gave him the space to notice that he had needs that he was choosing to neglect. She's like, hey, I'm not asking you to do this. So why is it you still want to, to do it? Like, why are you still trying to overextend yourself? Why are you neglecting things that you know and say that you need? Don't do it for me. I'm not telling you to. I'm not asking you to. It began to open up the space for him to notice his own behavior, his own choices, not blame her for them, not resent her for them, not have to hide from her. And he began to see it all over his life. He was a people pleaser who was realizing, holy shit, I've got a problem. I'm a people pleaser. I need to work on why I'm doing that. Over time, they both began to get into a healthier range of saying yes and no to one another with love, still caring about one another, still being very generous and giving, but from a place of my needs are met and I have this surplus, I have this abundance of extra time, energy, money to share with you. Let's do this thing together now that each of us is sorted out. That mutual respect that meant he didn't have to hide anymore. Sometimes, though, people pleasers will not own and take accountability over their own issue. And so those kind of guys can seem awesome at first if you are starved for getting attention, receiving, feeling loved. It is the deficiencies in your own feelings of your own needs being met, your own undermet needs that could make you take advantage of an overgiver. But it doesn't end well. They'll start hiding out from you, pulling away, resenting and blaming. So don't overgive and don't overreceive. Just find that nice, healthy balance in the middle because that's where 
successful, healthy relationships reside. If you are a powerful woman who's tired of dating men who end up acting like boys or avoiding dating because you don't want another boy, you need to get on the wait list for my upcoming workshop, Date Men, Not Boys. Just go to datemennotboys.com and get on the wait list and we'll let you know as soon as that workshop's ready to happen. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.